Today is the first day of the month of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today as we greet a brand new month. Shiny and sparkly, of course. A new month, the third month of the year, two months in. The journey is well underway. And we're a community now. We can do this. And if we've been doing this every day since the beginning of the year, we can see that it, it, it matters. It actually matters to have a discipline, a spiritual discipline, uh, to, to bring the scriptures into our lives each day. It, it brings order. So I'm, I'm glad that we can be here around the global campfire today and greet this brand new month together. Of course, we'll be picking up where we left off. Not so much where we left off yesterday. We had we had leap day. But the day before yesterday, we'll pick up where we left off. And that leads us back into the book of Leviticus. And today, chapter 24, verse 1 through 25, verse 46. The Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light, so that the lamps may be kept burning continually. Outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant law in the tent of meeting, Aaron is to tend the lamps before the Lord from evening till morning continually. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. The lamps on the pure gold lampstand before the Lord must be tended continually. Take the finest flour and bake twelve loaves of bread using two-tenths of an ephah for each loaf. Arrange them in two stacks, six in each stack, on the table of pure gold before the Lord. By each stack put some pure incense as a memorial portion to represent the bread and to be a food offering presented to the Lord. This bread is to be set out before the Lord regularly, Sabbath after Sabbath, on behalf of the Israelites, as a lasting covenant. It belongs to Aaron and his sons, who are to eat it in the sanctuary area, because it is a most holy part of their perpetual share of the food offerings presented to the Lord. Now the son of an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father went out among the Israelites and a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. The son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name with a curse, so they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shalomith, the daughter of Dibri, the Danite. They put him in custody until the will of the Lord should be made clear to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the blasphemer outside the camp. All those who heard him are to lay their hands on his head, and the entire assembly is to stone him. Say to the Israelites, Anyone who curses their God will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone them, whether foreigner or native-born. When they blaspheme the name, they are to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of a human being is to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution, life for life. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner, fracture for fracture, eye for eye, 
tooth for tooth. The one who has inflicted the injury must suffer the same injury. Whoever kills an animal must make restitution, but whoever kills a human being is to be put to death. You are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native-born. I am the Lord your God. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites, and they took the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him. The Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I am going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourself, your male and female servants, and the hired worker and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of forty-nine years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the Day of Atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines, for it is a jubilee and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. If you sell land to any of your own people or buy land from them, do not take advantage of each other. You are to buy from your own people on the basis of the number of years since the Jubilee, and they are to sell to you on the basis of the number of years left for harvesting crops. When the years are many, you are to increase the price, and when the years are few, you are to decrease the price, because what is really being sold to you is the number of crops. Do not take advantage of each other, but fear your God. I am the Lord your God. Follow my decrees and be careful to obey my laws, and you will live safely in the land. Then the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and live there in safety. You may ask, what will we eat in the seventh year if we do not plant or harvest our crops? I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. While you plant during the eighth year, you will eat from the old crop and will continue to eat from it until the harvest of the ninth year comes in. The land must not be sold permanently, because the land is mine and you reside in my land as foreigners and strangers. Throughout the land that you hold as a possession, you must provide for the redemption of the land. If one of your fellow Israelites becomes poor and sells some of their property, their nearest relative is to come and redeem what they have sold. If, however, 
There is no one to redeem it for them, but later on they prosper and acquire sufficient means to redeem it themselves. They are to determine the value for the years since they sold it and refund the balance to the one to whom they sold it. They can then go back to their own property. But if they do not acquire the means to repay, what was sold will remain in possession of the buyer until the year of Jubilee. It will be returned in the Jubilee, and they can then go back to their property. Anyone who sells a house in a walled city retains the right of redemption a full year after its sale. During that time, the seller may redeem it. If it is not redeemed before a full year has passed, the house in the walled city shall belong permanently to the buyer and the buyer's descendants. It is not to be returned in the Jubilee. But houses and villages without walls around them are to be considered as belonging to the open country. They can be redeemed, and they are to be returned in the Jubilee. The Levites always have the right to redeem their houses in the Levitical towns which they possess. So the property of the Levites is redeemable, that is, a house sold in any town they hold, and is to be returned in the Jubilee, because the houses in the towns of the Levites are their property among the Israelites. But the pasture land belonging to their towns must not be sold. It is their permanent possession. If any of your fellow Israelites become poor and are unable to support themselves among you, help them as you would a foreigner and stranger so they can continue to live among you. Do not take interest or any profit from them, but fear your God so that they may continue to live among you. You must not lend them money at interest or sell them food at a profit. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. If any of your fellow Israelites become poor and sell themselves to you, do not make them work as slaves. They are to be treated as hired workers or temporary residents among you. They are to work for you until the year of Jubilee then they and their children are to be released and they will go back to their own clans and to the property of their ancestors. Because the Israelites are my servants, whom I brought out of Egypt, they must not be sold as slaves. Do not rule over them ruthlessly, but fear your God. Your male and female slaves are to come from the nations around you. From them you may buy slaves. You may also buy some of the temporary residents living among you and members of their clans born in your country, and they will become your property. You can bequeath them to your children as inherited property and can make them slaves for life, but you must not rule over your fellow Israelites ruthlessly. Mark 10, 13-31 People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms placed his hands on them and blessed them. 
As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, We have left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Psalm 44 9 to 26. But now you have rejected and humbled us. You no longer go out with our armies. You made us retreat before the enemy, and our adversaries have plundered us. You gave us up to be devoured like sheep and have scattered us among the nations. You sold your people for a pittance, gaining nothing from their sale. You have made us a reproach to our neighbors, the scorn and derision of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations. The peoples shake their heads at us. I live in disgrace all day long and my face is covered with shame at the taunts of those who reproach and revile me because of the enemy who is bent on revenge. All this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. Our hearts had not turned back. Our feet had not strayed from your path. But you crushed us and made us a haunt for jackals. You covered us over with deep darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered it since he knows the secrets of the heart? Yet for your sake we face death all day long. 
we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake, Lord. Why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Proverbs 10, 20 and 21 The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. Okay, so we're beginning a brand new month and we've had leap day, so let's just kind of catch up on where we are in the Mosaic Law in the book of Leviticus as we're continuing to see the law be revealed. We learned about pure oil, holy bread, the Sabbath year, and we learned this concept of Jubilee, this year of Jubilee that was to be observed in this new community every 50th year. And that would set anybody who had become enslaved or it would free it would free everything, people and property. And this is a new concept in in freedom and it's a beautiful illustration for us and it's baked into their culture no difficulty will last forever all will one day be restored there is a day of complete restoration and so we see this being uh, formed into the culture then in the gospel of mark parents were bringing their kids to jesus so that he could like put his hands on them and bless them and that's a beautiful picture like that, that's what I guess we, we who follow Jesus would want to bring our children and, and that's where we would want them to learn to turn. But the beauty of the situation is lost on the disciples and they're scolding the parents for bothering the Lord. And that there's an irony there. And there's even an irony in our own lives because so often we think that the gospel, like it's, it's, it's for grownups. It's like to understand all these concepts, you need to be grown up. And so we exclude our kids from the the journey of faith that we are actually on reasoning that the kind of situations that we're dealing with are just too young to understand and so we subtly misguide them because so often our words and our actions are not lined up with each other and maybe they are more intuitive than we know I have learned this as a parent myself, and maybe there's a lot to learn from them in their innocence. At least that's how Jesus seems to be seeing it. He says, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. The kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these. And so what we get is that God's kingdom values the faith of a child. And that, as parents, makes us it should make us sit up and pay attention because maybe the greatest thing we'll ever do for the kingdom of God, the greatest responsibility that we can ever have is our kids. I mean, if, if the kingdom belongs to those who are like children, then maybe we need to consider our approach to our grown-up faith and just think about it. Children, children that have been 
nurtured and have been surrounded and kept safe. They, they don't believe that there are impossibilities. They, they rest in knowing that they're cared and loved for, and they trust deeply. And Jesus said, look, I'm telling you the truth. Anybody who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child won't enter it. That's kind of sobering. But it's also kind of an invitation. Maybe all our grown-up attempts to figure out God and to keep our responsibilities going and the plates spinning, maybe we're not really going anywhere. Like, think about our little children and how they don't ponder whether we care for them. If we do, they know it. They don't, they don't wonder how they're going to manage the responsibilities of toddlerhood. They just kind of keep moving forward knowing that they're cared for and all will be well and every day is a new adventure. If the kingdom of God belongs to those with faith like a child and we have an invitation that that's even possible, that it's possible to live that way sort of with the expectation that we will be cared for and that we are cared for and that this is a grand adventure. Wow, that's, that's quite an offer. Maybe the next time we get overwhelmed with just everything. And man, I'm speaking to myself. Next time the anxiety is churning. The next time the discouragement is crippling. The next time the insecurity freezes us. Maybe it's our kids. Maybe we look to our kids. Maybe we remember who we really are. Children of God. And so, Father, we invite you into that. We spend uh, the majority of the energy that we have in life managing problems. Most of our life and the energy that we expend is trying to order things in such a way that we can be comforted. And you are the comforter. And you have given us permission to maybe not hold on so tight. To maybe feel a little bit of the freedom of a child knowing that you will be there. As we read from the 139th Psalm yesterday, where can we go to escape your presence? So come Holy Spirit, come comforter into this, into all of the ways that we are trying to figure you out as an adult when maybe the faith of a child is where we should be aiming. Show us how to do that. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It is the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so uh, check it out. Check out the resources that are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. Uh, brand new hats that we have in there for, the, for this year. We're calling them the established hats. Our coffee and tea freshly roasted and sourced to you are there in the shop. Books and resources to take deeper dives are in the shop. Ways to view and visit the land of the Bible, some of the places that we are visiting are there. Just check it out. 
There's a number of categories and a number of items. And so thank you for your partnership in, in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you deeply. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you humbly. There is a link in the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877 942-4253 and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow hello my DAB family this is Jamie in New Jersey standing on the word of God I humbly ask you to please pray with me dear father in heaven Thank you for your love that covers us. We are alive today only because you love us, and we will keep living in your love for as long as we live. Thank you also because your love transcends us and extends to those you have placed in our lives. Without your love, we wouldn't know what true love is. And your word, as your word tells us, love never fails. Your love is perfect. It never fails, and nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives would be filled and overflowing with the power of your love so we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We ask for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It is not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing we can do in this life is simply to love you and to choose to love others. May your love through us transform others and bring them into your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying along with me, my brothers and sisters. May we never forget that love covers a multitude of sins. I love all of you. Have a good night. Hello, Dabbers. This is Kay from Ohio. Just wanted to pray for some people. Hmm. I want to pray for Diana in Virginia good friends of yours, church members. The husband killed his wife and then tried to commit suicide and it failed. God, you were there. You saw it. You heard it. I ask that you be with this community. Be with the friends. Be with all the church members. Be with the pastor that has no words to say. God, bring comfort to everyone involved. We're still praying for a change of heart for this husband. I pray that someone will just pour into him and pour into him and not give up that you love him. You were there and you none of this went by surprise. God bless you, Diana. God, I want to pray for Christina. She's a first time caller, but she's been listening and she knows that prayers are going through on her behalf. So we ask that you lift up her brother who's incarcerated, change his heart towards you and let him know you're there, that he can cry on your shoulder and you will lift him up and things can change if he believes. 
Be with Christina and her family as they trust you as the true and living God. No matter what's going on, you are still there. Praying for Chris in Central Kentucky, for his wife and his Brady Bunch family. God, that's enough right there to have six teenagers. And then now you got the wife dealing with her grandmother, her grandmother's death, the grandfather who's in hospice and the mother, no one's dealing well. And it's all falling on his wife. God, thank you for Chris for praying over his wife everywhere they go. Be in the midst, God. It's in your will. Lydia from Lincoln, Kansas. And I would like to request prayer for our 28-year-old daughter, Susie, that she will be delivered from everything she needs to be delivered from, that the stronghold of Satan will be broken down in her life. And... Also, um, our four grandchildren, Stephen, 22, Gabriel, 21, they claim to be atheist, agnostic, and our granddaughter, Jasmine, 19, I don't know where she stands spiritually, and then our nine-year-old grandson, Philip, they all need prayer please thank you so much and thank you for this ministry and god bless and goodbye daily audio bible family this is Kristen, aka christ in me i have an urgent prayer request for an 18 year old girl courtney she um has attempted suicide and is in the hospital i don't know her status um um, but family if we could just uh, we could just pray we would rebuke the spirit of suicide in the name of jesus we pray um comfort to this family um, your arms around them, Lord. Um, give them peace. Give this young girl peace, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that she would know you. Um, I don't know what to pray. Pray if you would just pray for her family. In Jesus' mighty name. 